There's nothing like snook hook sets at dawn or catching a tarpon in the moonlight. Find your next fishing trip made easy on fishingbooker.com and experience the magic of the Sunshine State or any other destination on your fishing bucket list. Book a blue water adventure in search of sailfish or go snapper fishing with the kids. With over 6,000 captains and trips to choose from, planning your next one just got a whole lot easier. Download the Fishing Booker app on the Google Play or App Store or visit them online at fishingbooker.com to book your trip today. You never want to find yourself out on the water fishing without your essentials. So it's best to always pack a Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie to protect against the sun. Man, I was just in Hawaii and I had my Columbia PFG Solar Stream Elite hoodie with me. And here's the deal. We're in and out of the water all the time, getting in to go spearfishing, getting out, taking the kids to the beach. I'm not going to mess around all day putting sunscreen on then having to get washed off. I just run a hoodie. Columbia PFG has a lot of great gear. So before you head out on the water, head over to Columbia.com slash PFG to shop their performance fishing gear. Telling you what, Decked is a game changer. Decked has completely changed how I load, organize my truck. All my stuff that I want is always in there, out of my way, and secure. It's perfect. If you own a pickup truck that you use, you know, like a truck, the decked drawer system gives you weatherproof storage for all your gear. You can lock it up, too. You keep your tools and gear organized, job site or out in the field. Go to deck.com slash meat eater to receive free shipping. Go to decked.com slash meat eater and get yourself some free shipping. It's a meat eater podcast. Welcome to Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. I'm your host, Spencer Newarth, and today we're joined by Stephen Ranella, Giannis Putellis, Brody Henderson, Max Barda, Phil Lavretsky, Brady Davis, and Matt McCormick. This is a 10-round quiz show with questions from Meat Eater's four verticals, which are hunting, fishing, conservation, and cooking, and there is a prize. Meat Eater will donate $500 to the conservation organization, the winner's choosing. Phil, Brady, Matt, this is your first time playing Meat Eater Trivia. How do you feel about your chances? Pretty high. Stuck you all on this <laughs> side of the table. Yeah. Feel, feeling good. Yeah, I was just planning where to donate the money to. Okay. That's what I'm thinking about. Yeah. This is an yeah. unusual amount of picked, confidence yeah. from our guests. Yeah, I we might get smoked, but you have to come in hot, man. Okay. <laughs> now, I, I heard uh, some whispers before the show that you hope it's not a duck question for your bone. I'm sorry to say, but your bone is a duck question today. Great. I didn't know that reverse uh, psychology. we preferred goose over here. <laughs> so a duck question we do, coming to but... you guys. Do they, all, they all get the same bone, right? They all get the same bone. That's right. Oh. I think I think that's fair, right? I think three would be three bones. <laughs> bone for each of you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now for the set of the week this week, we're looking at a battle of the meat eater mustaches. Here's how Cal, Seth, Mark, and Clay stack up against each other in our four verticals. In the hunting category, the best performing mustache is Cal, who gets 52% of questions right. The worst performing mustache is Clay, who gets 45% of questions right. Hmm. In the fishing category, the best performing mustache is Cal again, who gets 55% of questions right. The worst performing mustache is Clay again, who gets 38% of questions right. In the conservation category, the best performing mustache is Cal again. Hey, you think he'd win now? Who then. gets 55% <laughs> of questions right. 
The worst performing mustache is Seth, who gets 49% of questions right. And in the cooking category, the best performing mustache is Cal again, who gets 61% of questions right. The worst performing mustache is Mark, who gets 20% of questions right. That gives Cal a clean sweep across the board, making him the king mustache. You should just have a mustache episode and let him duke it out. You know, we we have a high, the, the amount of mustaches per capita in this office, it's up there. I'll grow this bad boy out. Okay. Obviously, yeah, <laughs> just, I've been growing mine out for the last two weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> Yanni, could you get a mustache for us too? Uh, no, sir. Have you ever had a mustache in your life? Uh, kind of during COVID there. Oh. I'll let everybody else answer that. You know, I, I just let it go there for however many months it was. <laughs> Steve didn't like it because I said he said I looked like a uh, convict buddy of his. Isn't that right? You had a convict buddy who a had a mustache. Buddies, yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, so it was, it was one specific convict buddy, or he just looked like he I mean, had to grow buddy. back out. So I could tell. I can't okay. even remember this. Sure. There we go, Yanni. And then you could join the mustache episode. This is our 0% of question of the week, which tests how much knowledge players have retained from previous games. This question was from episode 381. The topic was hunting, and nobody got it right. This lager, which calls itself the official beer of the American sportsman, usually comes in red cans that feature wildlife on them. Who knows the answer? Nobody. Budweiser. Uh, no. It's not no. Budweiser. Um, how about this? Uh, Grain Bill? Guess. Do you have any guess? Gosh, I'm racking it's my not old, It's not Old Mud? Red It's not Old Mud. Uh, official can. beer the of the American can. sports. Rainier. Milwaukee beer. Uh, old style. Wrong old Milwaukee. again. No. Wrong again. I'll tell you the incorrect answers given were Old Milwaukee, Hams, Rainier, and Budweiser, hmm. which I think Steve said all, all of those, those except all for <laughs> The correct answer, if we give up, was Schmidt. Oh, yeah. oh Schmidt. Minnesota beer. When have even got Schmitties. that? Can I tell you a quick funny story about yeah. Old Milwaukee? Well, okay, I'm going to hold on. Old Mud? Last time <laughs> you guys called you Old told Mud? Us, oh, you, yeah. <laughs> when we had this question, you said, can I tell you a quick funny story about Old Mud? And then you told the story about a poem. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was going to tell you that story again. <laughs> <laughs> I already you, told that story? You told this story. God, Do you want to tell it again? No, I run out of stories. <laughs> uh, Schmidt. Schmidt was the correct answer. Nobody got it the second time around. We have some housekeeping to get to in a previous game of trivia. When talking about grocery stores, I pronounced the Texas grocery chain as Hebe, which was apparently wrong. About 20 Texans wrote in to let me know that the local way to say it is by just saying each letter individually, making that H-E-B instead of Hebe. Now, these proud Texans also wanted to let me know that H-E-B is a proud supporter of conservation. They've contributed more than $13 million to conservation projects that have done things like coastal cleanups and black bear restoration. Most recently, H-E-B made a $1 million donation to the Texas State Parks through the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation. The company said that since only a fraction of the state is public land, they want to make sure those resources are protected for generations to come. Right on here. Yeah. Pretty shot. Yeah. My new favorite grocery store. H-E-B. That's right. Now, the Shelby Index for today's round is a four, so our winner should get eight correct answers. And with that, we're on to the game of trivia. Play the drop, Phil. Look, I need to know what I stand to win. Everything. How's that? You stand to win everything. Now, for maybe the first time ever, we have an audience outside of the room. Who can tell me who's watching out here? Well, can't she come in? But uh, sure. I mean, d- does she want to? Who is it? First of all, 
No, uh, it's my wife. Okay, yeah. and he, uh, when Lauren. Steve asked if they can come in, uh, he shook his head no. <laughs> yeah, one, one of my kids, the younger one, uh, Evelyn, is a jibber jabber, so we'd oh. hear her. <laughs> She'd probably be answering all the questions. Okay. Question one. The topic is cooking, and as always, this is multiple choice. Which of these peppers is hottest? Is it banana, chipotle, habanero, or jalapeno? Which of these peppers is hottest? The room is very, so just put a, very B, C, confident. Write down the no, answer no, you think it is. Down, no A, B, C, D. Which of these peppers is hottest? Banana, chipotle, habanero, or jalapeno? The room is very confident. Steve, you just know this one. I think so. Do you have some peppers in the garden this year? Mm-hmm. Any of these four? Mm-hmm. Does everybody have an answer? Weren't hot, though. Okay. <laughs> Which I like. Okay. Everybody ready? Go ahead you and just reveal your answers. Oh, we have Phil saying jalapeno. Brady saying no, habanero. It's habanero, but I put a J. Oh, ha- okay. Everyone says habanero. <laughs> oh, he did. Yeah, what the hell did you do that for? <laughs> Let's see. We'll give it Let's to you. Everyone we'll says no, habanero. It literally Show looks like jalapeno. Show it around because that's some, that's a, you're playing <laughs> that's, with fire that's there, buddy. Yeah. Right out of the gate. I, I did it correct. That's how you spell it in El Paso? <laughs> oh. Oh. We'll take your word for it. The correct answer is habanero. Every single player got it. Banana peppers are a 300 on the Scoville heat unit chart. Jalapenos and chipotles are a 5,000, and habaneros are a 200,000. Habaneros are one of the hottest common peppers that you can find at almost any grocery store. I planted one jalapeno this year. He must have thrown 30 jalapenos. They were good? Perfect heat, too. Okay. Like, you just eat them. Throw them on the grill. Then have to be all paranoid about the seeds or anything, you know? Question two, the topic is public lands. This next great question comes to us via Andrew Didio. What state is home to the Catskill Mountains? Less confident this time around. About half of our players think they have the correct answer. Again, the topic is public lands. What state is home to the Catskill Mountains? Steve, you have this one right. Yeah, yeah. Have you been there, or is that too much information if you tell us? I'm not in a chit-chat mood, Spencer. Okay. <laughs> Brody also thinks he has it, and Yanni. Max, have you come up with an answer yet? Max is not as confident. Not the big chit-chat. What state is home to the Catskill Mountains? I think we're waiting on Brady and Max. Might be waiting for a long time here. I'll pick one hey, of 50. One of 50. Mm-hmm. Iowa. <laughs> Why? You never no, know. Okay, Max, we are now waiting uh, on you. I literally have I put no down idea. Hawaii. You need to tell us where the Catskill <laughs> Mountains you? are. Mm, nothing. I've been there. Is everybody ready? Max? No, we're good. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Dr. Phil saying Washington. Brady saying Tennessee. Matt saying Arizona. Brody saying New York. Max saying Rhode Island. Giannis saying New York. Steve saying New York. The correct answer is New York. A few folks got it. That's a funny way to spell Hawaii. <laughs> I was tricking you. <laughs> the Catskills are found in southeastern New York and are part of the Appalachian Plateau. The area is known for fishing, hunting, hiking, camping, and skiing. It's also famous for its impact on the American comedy scene. Rodney Dangerfield, Jackie Mason, Don Rickles, and more all got their start by performing at resorts in the Catskills. Southeastern New York. I thought it was up north. 
Maybe that's a future correction. Question three, the topic is biology. Drake wood ducks, Drake canvas back, and Drake cinnamon teal all have this eye color. The room is very confident, maybe except for Yanni. Our duck hunters and duck biologists think they have it right. This is not the first duck eye color question that we've had on this show, is it? Drake wood ducks, Drake canvas back, and Drake cinnamon teal all have this eye color. You're talking about the main eye color, right? What would be the alternative <laughs> to this question? Just, just why go. Can't, why can't you respond to my comment? Just go with your gut here. He's like, I'm got you. I'm going to be peel his eyelid away back. <laughs> his secondary lens. Uh-huh. Maybe I was just trying to confuse Spencer, people. Spencer, why can't you? Uh, we've, had, we've had a uh, question related to eye color in birds before. That's right. Does everybody have an answer? Room looks confident. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have oh, Dr. Phil shit. saying red. Brady no. saying red. Matt saying red. Brody saying yellow. Crossed out red. Max says red. Giannis says yellow. Steve says yellow. Well, that's how I'll I spell red. The correct that's answer. That's how they actually spell El Paso. The correct answer <laughs> <That's> <laughs> is red. Our duck hunters and yes. duck biologists got it. Yeah. They, all get, they all got their they bone. All got yep. it. They all got it. <laughs> that was the bone. The bone did it. That was a great bone, too. That was a layup. That was a good bone. It's believed that the purpose of the red eyes is to aid their vision in dark conditions. The red eye color is more common in birds that dive underwater. Some other birds with red eyes are common ludes. Common loons, western grebes, and black-crowned herons. Now, if you'd have said a loon, I'd have got it right. You'd have known that one. Yeah. Okay. Is that uh, would is... common loon have thrown you off? No, I would have gotten. Oh, okay. it. I could just picture his red little okay. eye. <laughs> but I kept thinking of a wood duck. I'm like, dude, I don't know, yellow. You could tell me any color in a wood duck. I'm like, yeah, I could see that. Oh. Yeah. Was that? Uh, do you know most of the eye colors for ducks? Are duck hunters yeah. and duck biologists? You think I, you do? I don't I shoot them until I see the eyes. <laughs> it's good. Wait till you yeah. see the yellow, the reds of his eyes. It's <laughs> good. Question four. The topic is hunting. This next great question comes to us via Matt H. This is a visual question. If you want to see what the room is seeing, then watch this episode on Meat Eater's YouTube channel or check out my latest post on Instagram. The room is looking at three pictures of whitetails. They need to tell me what cartoon character inspired the name for the disease that these deer have. Oh my gosh, I know it. There are three pictures of three different whitetails that the room is looking at. They need to tell me what cartoon character inspired the name for the disease that these deer have. Steve with the quickest answer. No, no, Steve, no, no but do I don't have the right this? answer. Okay. That's the problem. Just a guess. I had a perfect game going. <laughs> For three. This is question four. Tell me what cartoon character inspired the name for the disease that these deer have. You can see these photos on Instagram at Spencer Newharth or on Meat Eater's YouTube channel. So your answer. So many cartoon characters your with big noses. Should be a cartoon know. character. I think we're waiting on Brody. Write down the right answer and then cross it out. <laughs> Yanni, how do you feel about your answer? Just a guess. Is everybody ready? Ugh. Does anyone know? Go ahead and reveal your answers. Ah. If Dr. Phil saying Rudolph, Brady saying Bullwinkle, Matt saying Bullwinkle, 
Brody saying Dumbo. <laughs> Max saying Rudolph. Giannis <laughs> saying Bullwinkle. Steve saying Bullwinkle. It's Bullwinkle. We have a correct answer in the room. It's Bullwinkle. Yes. Hey, folks. Yes. Got it right. Now, were you, are you accepting what he wrote? Because he didn't write that. <laughs> what did he write? Brady wrote, wrote Bowwinkle. Bowwinkle? Bowwinkle? We're well, I'm just talking that. like Rocky and Bowwinkle. I, I, Bowwinkle? That's how I've heard it pronounced. <laughs> He's Bowl. a bull. I'm not the only one. I wasn't a diehard cartoon <laughs> kid, but I mean, I got that right. watch cartoons. <laughs> Bullwinkle disease is named after the deer's moose-like snout that resembles Bullwinkle J. Moose. That's why we need to accept his answer, Steve, because his full name is Bullwinkle J. Moose, which mm. nobody came Ooh, up with. Ooh, great point. That was my that was my retort. This is one of the most <laughs> mysterious diseases in all of nature. According to the National Deer Association, there were no reported cases of Bullwinkle deer until 2005. Hmm. One study looked at 10 deer with the affliction and found no known cause for the inflamed nose. Biologists believe it's not fatal for deer, and their best guess is that it's caused by a rare bacteria. Our listener who oh. wrote in with this question actually got a bullwinkle deer on his trail camera. Play the video, Phil. And our listener is trying yeah. to kill this deer. As I was emailing with him, he was on stand, hoping this buck would walk by. Hmm. First reported case, 2005. Hmm. I don't know if I'd find that buck appetizing. I've seen it. Uh, I'd have questions. Folks have wrote about maybe you shouldn't eat them just because of the uncertainty of what causes this. Question five, the topic is fishing. The North Dakota Game and Fish describes these bones found in pike as, quote, a major annoyance. Brody and Steve with quick answers. Max and Yanni now joining them. Our duck hunters not as confident. They have yet to put marker to board. Here is the question. <laughs> the North Dakota Game and Fish describes these bones found in pike as, quote, a major annoyance. That's bad press for pike, man. Yeah. I don't think they should for be. For a state to be weighing in yeah. on that. <laughs> we can talk about it more after. This whole side of the table thinks they have it right. How do you know that? Because I saw uh, how excited you were coming up with your answers. I got a lot of pike in my freezer right now. <laughs> yeah. Phil and Matt, do we have an answer? Just a question one more time. The North Dakota Game and Fish describes these bones found in pike as, quote, a major annoyance. Is everybody ready? Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Dr. Uh, Phil saying bones. ridge bones. Brady saying feather. Matt saying rib. Brody, Max, Giannis, and Steve all saying Y-Bones. They got it. The correct answer is Y-Bones. Now, when they had this quote, they were actually explaining how to remove the Y-Bones. So they were yeah. trying to uh, change the PR around Northern Pike. They're not wrong, though. They are annoying. They yeah. are annoying. Y-Bones are also found in musky pickerel and all species of carp, but it's unknown what their function is. Hmm. Y-Bones can be dissolved through the process of pickling, but you'll have to manually manually remove them for frying or grilling. My favorite way to do it is the five fillet method, which you can find on YouTube. Do you like the five fillet method? What do you do? I'll tell you what I started doing. Mm -hmm. I pickle them, mm -hmm. and here's a hot tip. I'll call it a correction. Okay. You take those pike fillets, <clears throat> uh -huh. throw them in a food processor. Oh, I'm just gonna make <laughs> fish cakes, huh? Then you t it raw, put them in raw. Okay. And let's say you got a couple pounds of pike, you food process, mm -hmm. put some egg in there, 
put some other stuff that's good to eat in there red hot whatever put some breadcrumb in there sure make a patty then you take that patty and you roll that patty and panko okay. and you fry that gently but if your heart is set deep fry on or deep pan fry pan fry the uh the me and my kid invented that okay good on what's you. it called called Feverino. Sucker, <laughs> sucker cakes. It's called sucker cakes with pike. Phil, we are halfway through the game of trivia. Give us a scoreboard update. That's a pretty good game. You've only got a two-point spread going. We've got mm. Phil with two points. Matt, Max, Brady, and Brody all have three points apiece. And in first place, all tied up. I think I would say our meat eaters, Rocky and Bullwinkle, Steve and Giannis, <laughs> they've got four points apiece. Can you expand on that, Phil? Me and Yanni are neck and neck. <laughs> you know, I think for the, safe, the sake of my job, I, I'm, I'm not going to decide who's who. You guys can do that. <laughs> Pay attention here because this is a hell of a good service. It's called the Wellness Company. Picture this, okay? You wake up, you got a scratchy throat, you're all congested, you got a runny nose, you got a cough, whatever. And you weigh your options, like you tough it out, get sick, take time off work, try to get a doctor's appointment sometime in the next few months, wait two hours at urgent care and sit in a room full of sick, sick folks. Or you open your medical emergency kit. You match your symptoms to the doctor-recommended prescription and you start on the right meds right away. These medical emergency kits, it's not a first aid kit, all right? It comes with doctor-prescribed meds to treat over 39 medical issues. So, on hand, strong antibiotics for infections of all types. Plus, a doctor's easy guide so you know exactly what to take and when. No waiting to see the doctor, no waiting at the pharmacy. It's all in there. Every home should have at least one medical emergency kit. Order yours online in minutes. Your kit will be rushed to your door. Get 15% off at twc.health slash meat eater, but you got to use the promo code meat eater. That's promo code meat eater, okay, at twc.health slash meat eater. Yeah, I've said it before and I'll say it a thousand times more. If you got a family and you got people that rely on you, you need to take life insurance seriously. And Policy Genius is the country's leading online insurance marketplace. So with Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars in coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Your life insurance policy, you know, that you get at work may not offer enough protection for your family's needs. Policy Genius gives you unbiased advice from a licensed expert support team. Now, this is super convenient, right? Because a lot of times, you know, something like life insurance, you're just going to put it off because you're like, when will I ever have time to do that? I don't even know who to talk to about it. Well, this helps you do it online. Okay, again, you're comparing options from top companies, all right? Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Hey, you know when you take uh, some time to clean out, uh, let's say, like clean out your garage, and you're like, man, 
How was I living like that with that place such a mess? Well, check this out. If you've been paying a fortune for wireless and then you switch over to Mint Mobile and get plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you'll be saying, how was I ever affording to do that way I did it before? It's time to switch, okay, to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. To get this new customer offer and get your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash meat eater. That's mintmobile.com slash meat eater. And you will cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month. Again, mintmobile.com slash meat eater. It's a $45 upfront payment required, which is the equivalent to $15 per month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Question six, the topic is natural history. This is our listener question of the week, which was won by Nick Dobrik for sending this great question. Nick is going to get a book signed by Steve. If you want a chance to win our listener question of the week, then send your question to trivia at themeateater.com. Why can't they get a free trivia game? Because we don't have them in the office yet. Coming soon, though. Hopefully in about a month, when I read that part of the game show, they're going to be getting a board game signed by us instead of a book signed by you. This legislation was passed in 1906 as a response to the theft of artifacts on federal lands. Again, the topic is natural history. This legislation was passed in 1906 as a response to the theft of artifacts on federal lands. Steve is the only one to come up with an answer yet. Brody and Matt are now joining him. This legislation was passed in 1906 as a response to the theft of artifacts on federal land. Steve, how do you feel about your answer? 60-40 in favor. Yanni, are you right there with him? Mm Mm-hmm. This legislation was passed in 1906 as a response to the theft of artifacts on federal lands. Now, I never watched Rocky and Bullwinkle. I assume it was an older cartoon. very funny. Did you guys watch that? There's Russians in it. Natasha. All the bad guys are Russians. Well, a couple that's of them, relative. Yeah. Uh-huh. Boris, was he the other one? Yeah. Yeah. Boris. Boris. Natasha. So that was relevant when you were kids watching cartoons? It might have been old when I was a kid. Oh. 100% they were oh, old yeah. when we were kids. Yeah. But there, you didn't really have a sense of that at the time. It was, uh. you like, if you sat down, you know, if you like folks weren't home and you were able uh. to watch a little tube, you know, after <laughs> school, it'd be. It could just be anything. It could be that. It'd be like, welcome back, Carter. You didn't have any sense of what was <laughs> green, made when. Green Acres. Yeah, was it's a, like, was you had no idea Gilligan's school. Island, you, but you wouldn't know that that was not a show. <laughs> you put on like USA Network or uh-huh. whatever. It's you just, just watch TV. Like, yeah, it's like, there's no sense of like what's new, what's old, what's coming, what's going. Does everybody have an answer for question six? Go ahead and reveal your answers with (laughs) Phil saying Native Bill Act, Brady saying No Idea, Matt saying Arrowhead Act, (laughs) Brody saying Antiquities Protection Act, Max without an answer, Giannis saying Antiquities Act, Steve saying Antiquities Act. The correct answer is the Antiquities Act. Should we give it to Brody? What did he write? He wrote, he added an extra word, protection. No. 
Oh, oh, oh no. I think he gets I think it right. Gonna give it to him. We're going to give it to Brody. Yeah, because the other day I couldn't believe it when you gave me, I wrote down like Lev. Lev that, that was Steve's call. I yeah, gave it to you because oh, no one got it right. An incomplete answer. We, yeah. we had some listeners wrote in who had a real problem with that, <laughs> uh, saying you could have been referring to many different things with yeah. that answer. Leviticus. The correct answer, though, was Antiquities Act. This monumental act was the first U.S. law to provide legal protection of cultural resources on federal land. It scared off most thieves, but it was determined that the act was too vague. So in 1979, the Archaeological Resources Protection Act was passed. Before that, some judges ruled that the Antiquities Act was unenforceable because of ambiguous language. Question 7. The topic is cooking. This is the largest spice company in the world, which owns brands like Lawry's and Old Bay. Hmm. Topic is cooking. This is the largest spice company in the world, which owns brands like Lawry's and Old Bay. I know it. Son of a... Matt and Max have an answer. Brody is joining them. Brady, Dr. Phil... Not come up with anything quite yet. This is the largest spice company in the world, which owns brands like Lawry's and Old Bay. Steve, do we have any Lawry's or Old Bay in the cabinet right now? I mean, we might. If I mean, if we don't, it's not because I don't like it. Sure. You know? yeah. I use some Lawry's seasoned salt on some potato wedges. Just the is that the evening. preferred pronunciation? Lawry's. I think it's Lawry's. 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 Lowry's. Lowry's. You know what I'm into lately is this stuff my daughter got all fired up about at the neighbor's house, and I bought some. Okay. It's like, uh, Slappy Mama? No. Oh, that stuff no. is great. I love Slappy no, Mama. No, no, no. It's, uh, you got to do better than this, Steve, if you want to help I'll you I'll check out. back the next time. I'm <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Does everybody have an answer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Dr. Phil saying Lawry's. McCormick. Brady saying Nabisco. It's Matt Penzi, saying, bro. wrote his own last name, saying McCormick. <laughs> Brody saying Penzies, Max saying McCormick, Giannis saying McCormick, Couldn't come Steve up saying McCormick. McCormick, okay. There's some creative letters in there. The correct answer is McCormick. Well, how do you spell it? Room. That was it a bone for well. Matt. I just couldn't. It just oh, was kind of sloppy handwriting. That's all. I believe you. I believe you. <laughs> The company was started in a Baltimore basement in 1889. As they've grown, so has their portfolio. They purchased Old Bay in 1990, Lawry's in 2008, and Frank's Red Hot in 2017. They recommend replacing ground spices every two to three years and whole spices every three to four years. See how Brody wrote Penzies? Wasn't a very good guess. It's a great company. <laughs> I love how Steve focuses on people that he's beating that normally beat him. Yeah. It's a great company. It's a great online mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. Sauces making. Yeah. Yeah. Now I wrote that question before I knew. It's more who of a premium. It's a premium more of a premium brand. We've now had multiple episodes, Steve. You had your archery question where the answer was one of our players' last names, and we just had it happen again. What a coincidence. Question eight. The topic is gear. This next great question comes to us via Steve Corson. These different tools with the same name are used to remove bark from logs and check ice for thickness. The topic is gear. This is question eight. We will get a scoreboard update from Phil the Engineer after this. These different tools with the same name 
are used to remove bark from logs and check ice for thickness. Steve and Brody are confident. Max, do you have this one right as well? I think so, but I'm second-guessing myself. Uh, yeah, I got a real problem right now. So really? do I. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Our ducky guests have yet to come up with an answer. These different tools with the same name are used to remove bark from logs and check ice for thickness. Did you know I used to peel logs? I did not. Mm-hmm. So you know you know both of these tools. Let's not cut the chit-chat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is everybody... 35 cents a foot. You got paid by linear foot. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's like the exact opposite of getting paid by the hour. You had to... There's no hours. Uh, I know. That's well, what I'm saying. Well, no, yeah. When you were in, you just, it's right. like, uh, you just wrote down how many you peeled every week. There you go. Yeah. No one kept track of you. Have you uh, had harder physical work as an actual as a job? Than no, that? there's no. <laughs> I was, yeah, I've known a couple of log peelers, and they say it's uh, it'll crush a man. Yeah. Does everybody I have an down. answer? I moved on as quick as I could to <laughs> something else. Go ahead and reveal your answers. If Doctor Phil saying X, Brady saying Hugh, Matt without an answer, Brody saying Spud Bar, Max saying Spud Bar. Yana saying spud bar. Steve saying spud. The correct answer is spud or spud bar. A spud that's used for removing bark is a blade with two handles at each end. They're commonly used by land managers who place logs on trails and woodworkers who want their lumber to dry. A spud bar that's used for checking ice thickness is a long piece of steel with a tapered end. They're often used by anglers who are fishing on questionable ice. Steve, what is your problem with this question? Uh, a lot of log peelers use a draw knife, so I was just—I only had a problem if I got it wrong. Okay, yeah. Brody, <laughs> that, I'm cool. That's where I was going. Okay, but, um, cool. you know, what? duck guys probably use spud bars now and then to check some ice. I don't hope you? so. <clears throat> yeah, I just didn't I, know I, the I name of it. Spud bar too, I avoid I ice. They call them. You know, a, lot, a lot of people call them ice chisels. Ice yeah. chisel. Yeah. So, do we have a spud bar in the uh, in, in your guys' no. water following kit? We do have the 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 pole for the motion decoy spinners. <laughs> ah. And it's got a little spike on it. And if, if things get questionable, uh-huh, that's, that's what goes that's out. Somebody, you you send you them go. out with the Lucky Duck, and they're out there poking around like, I don't know, boys. <laughs> we have and, two questions left. Phil, If the us... weight of the Lucky Duck pushes it through, that's Well, no because I'm the biggest guy, I like to start with the smallest guy pushing out first. <laughs> Phil, give us a leaderboard update. Oops, sorry, guys. We got Phil with two points. Matt and Brady have four and three respectively and are no longer in the running for the win. But we've got Brody and Max with five points apiece and tied up in first place still are Giannis and Steve with seven. Seven? It's time to get serious, Giannis. Question nine. The topic is fishing. This man who jumped the shark went viral in 2021 when he tweeted out a picture of him holding a cutthroat trout. The topic is fishing. Steve and Brody are the only people to come up with an answer. Here's the question again. This man who jumped the shark went viral in 2021 when he tweeted out a picture of him holding a cutthroat trout. What do you mean? Can you explain jump the shark? Oh, my God. All the information you need is right there. Not going to help you anymore. Oh, got it. <laughs> Brody has declared that he got it. Steve looks tormented oh, over here. Man, it's just we both got five. <laughs> nope. 
Oh. Brody, do you have the correct answer? Yeah. This man who jumped the shark went viral in 2021 when he tweeted out a picture of him holding Damn a cutthroat trout. <laughs> Steve thinks this is going to separate him from Giannis. Yanni has yet to pick up his whiteboard. Who even tweets anymore? This was in 2021. That's he back axed. in the day. Now he axed. <laughs> Just how news organizations still can't. Put in parentheses. They're still like formally known as Twitter. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Someone told me it's them. It's news organizations expressing disapproval. <laughs> X, formerly known as Twitter. Right. They don't well, the like fact that the tweets X. are called tweets, it makes it so hard for the brand to change. It's not like what, Facebook. What are they now? Or... X's? Just, I, I don't even know. I have no idea. Not threads. I'm just thinking of famous people. Let's, let's, let's go. Flyfish. Yanni, are you going to come up with an answer? Here it is one more time. This man who jumped the shark went viral in 2021. When he tweeted out a picture of him holding a cutthroat trout. Guy. Yeah, I'd there's prefer. A hint, there's a hint for Yanni. Yeah. Well, I got a bigger. Well, <laughs> don't say it. Better just hold it. A lot of breadcrumbs out there. Hold it in. What do you, in. In. What yeah. do you got? Let's you just got? wrap it up. Let's okay. go. So every, Yanni, you, it's like you finish writing. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Phil saying Steve, oh. Brady, and Matt without an answer. <laughs> Brody saying Henry Winkler crossed out the Fonz. Max saying Cole Wetzel. Giannis without an answer. Steve saying Arthur Fonzarelli. Arthur Fonzarelli was who jumped the shark. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler. I don't think was, you give it to him. He wrote down both. The I correct got both. Answer. And Arthur Fonzarelli oh, is the character who the jumped bonds. the shark. The correct and answer. Henry Winkler the is the fonds. actor who held up the fish. The correct I was being very answer. thorough. <laughs> the, the correct We've answer. We've tried to get him on the show. And what did he say? Well, one time it was the... Let, they, me, let me tell you this. The correct answer is Henry Winkler. Go ahead, Steve. Try to get him on the show. We're still trying to get him on the show. One time we tried to get him on the show and it wound up being that he was in Paris filming. And mm. I was like, what? He doesn't do movies. But then out came uh, French Dispatch, which is a phenomenal movie. And lo and behold, there's Henry Winkler in it. So he wasn't, so he wasn't, wasn't even lying. Ducking, yeah. yeah, he wasn't even lying. Slight Magazine actually wrote an article about Winkler's tweets and later had to issue a correction saying that the fish he was holding wasn't dead and that the Fonz was actually practicing catch and release. The first time Winkler ever fished was in the 1990s when his lawyer invited him on a trip to the Smith River in Montana. He never tried fly fishing before that because he's dyslexic and thought he wouldn't be coordinated enough to cast. Now he posts dozens of fishing pictures on his Twitter every year. Now the jumping the shark reference. Who would like to explain that to Max? Maybe, maybe Phil the engineer. Uh, maybe you could do it best. Uh, after Happy uh, Days, after Happy Days had been on for a few years, Pete, you know they were kind of running out of storyline. So there was an episode where the Fonz went jet skiing, like water he was water skiing, water skiing. Uh, and he uh, like performs a stunt when there's like a, he sees a shark going through the water and then he he jumps over it. So that when it, people use the term "oh that show jumped the shark," mm-hmm. it means that it's probably out of steam and should. Not like being a desperate anymore. attempt uh, for attention. Yeah, you know, there's two things I remember about that show too: is the character Pinky Tuscadero, <laughs> and then the Malachi brothers, who in racing had a th- a maneuver called the Malachi Crunch. <laughs> Did the was the fun <laughs> like car racing? No, they did. They were into crash up derby. Oh, and the yeah. Malachi Crunch would be they had basically like T bone your car from either <laughs> <Jeez>. side. <laughs> Was the font were the Fonz and Richie Cunningham? Was that the same or two different shows? Or were they no, like no, same crossovers? show? Arthur Fonzarelli rented like a, <laughs> an apartment above the garage of Richie Cunningham of Richie Cunningham's family. 
okay, I couldn't remember if it's two different. Shows. And when he was wrong, he could. So I make a joke that no one gets. <laughs> when he was wrong, he couldn't say it. It's so he he tried to apologize. He'd like I was couldn't say it. Phil, we have one question left. Where does the leaderboard stand? It's down to Steve and Giannis. Steve has eight points. Giannis has seven. Question ten. I'll help you out, Giannis. The topic no, is just I didn't tie up with Giannis, <laughs> Phil, on that one. Yeah, you should have. Uh-oh. Yeah. Phil, come on, dude. Well, hold on. Let me to check be my fair, whiteboard. Phil is trying to eat uh, chow mein back there or something like that. What are we eating, Phil? Uh, it's noodles that are, for all of you, they're just outside the door. I just got mine early. I just want a sliver yeah, of Yeah, well, how many times has Phil screwed this up? No, I listen, I changed <laughs> I my whole thing. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, I've we got Giannis. I've got Giannis with seven and Brody with six still. I've been keeping. Do we? Should we do a recap just to make sure? He okay. just got it right. And I was, yeah. And I marked it. No, you were at five. We were at Yeah, he was at oh, five. Yeah, now right. he's got right. six. Giannis right. is at right. seven. My bad. We're good. Good job, Phil. Phil. Phil's My right. <laughs> Just trying to keep, I got to start marking it. Question 10. It's serious around here. Boy. Question 10. The topic is hunting. More ducks. More ducks. This popular pose for taxidermy deer, which comes in full and semi, is supposed to portray a buck looking for a doe. What? This happened the other week, too. <laughs> Brady and Matt know the answer. Here's the question again. This popular pose for taxidermy deer, which comes in full and semi, is supposed to portray a buck looking for a doe. Yanni is coming up with an answer. Yanni, do you think you have this one right? I, I, I think, I think. To go to overtime, we would need Yanni to get this right and Steve to get this wrong. Yanni thinks he has it. Steve, how do you feel about your I answer? 2040 uh, against, 2080 against. Okay. <laughs> wow. Oh. This popular pose for taxidermy deer, which comes in full and semi, is supposed to portray a buck looking for a doe. Down to Giannis and Steve. Yanni, how many Yanni's taxidermy deer do you have? Exactly zero. Okay. I'm going to get the ones but, out of my mom and dad's house someday. I like it. But I've been thinking more and more about getting one. Okay. Maybe this year. <laughs> Is everybody ready? Max? Yeah, we're good. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Dr. Phil saying lip curl. Brady saying sneak. Matt saying sneak. Yeah. Brody saying flaming. Max <laughs> without an answer. Giannis saying sneak, Steve saying shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> the correct answer is sneak. Steve. Yanni got it right. We are going to overtime. Nice work, Yanni. How'd you guys know that? The four main poses for shoulder-mounted deer are full upright, semi-upright, full sneak, and semi-sneak. According to one taxidermist, semi-sneak is the most popular pose for taxidermy deer. The sneak positions are described as natural poses that bucks make during the rut when they're in pursuit of a doe. The upright mount is what taxidermists describe as the bar look. Steve, do you now, uh, did your humunculus kind of know no, that, that it was I sneak? Never no, I idea. Right. And Yanni, your humunculus must have snuck in there, told you that the answer was sneak. Is that the pose you think you'd go for? For sure, the partial sneak. The partial sneak. Now our <laughs> duck hunters over here, how, how many shoulder-mounted bucks do we have at home? Uh, I've got two. Two? Two for me. And uh, what position are they in? Do you know? I have a semi-sneak. <laughs> And an upright. Yeah. I Ready? have a full and a semi. Sneak. 
I have a upright. Okay, there we go. We're going to overtime. Play the drop, Phil. Tiebreaker. If you ain't first, you're last. I think just cut it at if you ain't first, you're last, and then like go into other stuff that's funny. I never liked it. Hey, Phil, f off, man. To break the tie, we have a numerical question. Whoever is closest between Steve and Yanni will be declared the winner, but everyone in the room should play along because if somebody hits it right on the nose, we will add an extra $100 to the donation at the end of the game. The tie-breaking topic is fishing. What is the max depth of Fort Peck Lake, which is the deepest reservoir on the Missouri River? Looking for the max depth of Fort Peck, which is the deepest reservoir on the Missouri River. Steve, tell me about your strategy. It looked like uh, you maybe wrote down the first thing that came uh, to mind. I'm going to mess with it a little bit. Oh, okay. <laughs> You've come up with a, a starting point, and then you're going to adjust. for Now, Yanni picked up his board as well. <laughs> <laughs> Yanni was also uh, quick to answer, but now he's uh, done some erasing, uncapped his marker. When's the last time you boys were on Fort Peck? Whew, probably right about 20 years, Spencer. 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. Steve, I imagine it's more recent than that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't bother him. He's trying to figure out the max depth of Fort Peck, which is the deepest reservoir on the Missouri River. Do you want inches or feet or... We're looking for feet. He's got it down to the inch. <laughs> Me- meters. Once meters. Fathoms. Does everybody have an answer? Brody, you got it? You fish there a lot. Annually, at least. I do. But you don't feel confident? I know it's deep. <laughs> In fact, he's heard that it's the deepest. <laughs> Is everybody ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Go ahead and reveal your answers. We have Dr. Phil saying 851. Oh, Brady saying 305. Matt saying 161. Brady saying 183. Max saying 392. And our two competitors left. We have Giannis saying 90. Steve saying, is that a six or a five? (laughs) I put, well, I had both. That's a... A six. That's a six. <laughs> and you feel Steve, like you won. Steve no, saying. No, I don't. I just know that we got a big spread. Oh, they have oh. a 510 oh, I'm betting on Giannis oh, on this yeah. one. I actually am too. Because <laughs> I, I know the deepest lake in Montana is, and it ain't that deep. One of you, one of you is within 130 feet of the correct answer. Yes. Yeah. The correct answer is 220 feet, making Yanni oh, come our on. winner. <laughs> yeah, but that's so far away from that. <laughs> <laughs> to be frank, both of you had pretty bad guesses. That was not a great answer. I, I was... Yeah. 220 feet deep. You'd the, be deep dropping for Black Cod in that thing. Dead, if it was <laughs> I thought there was like a little gotcha element. I don't know what the hell. The <laughs> deepest spot in Lake Oahe is 205 so. feet. The deepest spot in Lake Sakai is 180 feet. Deepest spot in Canyon Ferry is 160. Deepest spot in Lake Francis Case is 140. Yanni, you are our winner. Where is the $500 donation from Meat Eater going to go? Uh, it's going to go to uh, Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management. That's a new one. What do we like about them? Well, they are, uh, as at least as of right now, they're the ones that are going to be the tip of the spear. They're at the forefront of fighting this uh, trophy hunting ban that's going to be on the ballot next November in Colorado. 
And uh, I've been speaking with, uh, I believe their president, at least their head chair there, uh, Dan Gates, and he uh, needs some uh, money right now to fight the opposition campaign. So um, if you're looking to help out hunters all over the country, you should right now support these guys in Colorado because um, if you don't think that your dog that uh, chases birds for you to shoot is similar to uh, hounds chasing cats up into trees, just wait until they make that analogy and that connection, and then they'll be after your dog that chases birds as well. So $500 Does going their sense, way. that make sense, Spencer? We, we get it, Yanni. Good uh, on you. No. Yeah. $500 going their way via Yanni Thanks. and Meat Eater. Who is it one more time, Yanni? Uh, the, sorry, it's a, a long name. I didn't know about their, uh, their group here until recently. Coloradans for Responsible Wildlife Management. And when you kill that big buck in Wisconsin this year, he's going to have to be in a sneak position in honor of making it to overtime. Semi-sneak. To get the W. <laughs> it's the one you want. Yeah. Join us next time for more Meat Eater Trivia, the only game show where conservation always wins. Thanks, Spencer. Telling you what, Decked is a game changer. Decked has completely changed how I load, organize my truck. All my stuff that I want is always in there, out of my way, and secure. It's perfect. If you own a pickup truck that you use, you know, like a truck, the Decked drawer system gives you weatherproof storage for all your gear. You can lock it up, too. You keep your tools and gear organized, job site or out in the field. Go to deck.com slash meat eater to receive free shipping. Go to deck.com slash meat eater and get yourself some free shipping. Hey, if you follow wildlife news at all, you're probably aware that the island of Maui has an incredible abundance of Axis deer, so much so that they're causing ecological damage. Well, Maui Nui venison is thinning out some of those Axis deer herds and delivering venison sticks and fresh cuts to your door. Visit MauiNuiVenison.com. That's M-A-U-I-N-U-I Venison.com. Use promo code MEATEATER for 20% off your order.